welcome to the Relentless Pursuit podcast. A great task remains, and we all have a role we can play. But what do we do with the questions we have about missions, about walking with God, about ourselves? Well, here's a space for us to wrestle and discover together. We don't have to have it all figured out to take our next step. Welcome back to the Relentless Pursuit Podcast. Today is a really fun episode. We're going to be talking a lot about passion today. Jaden will share with us his story of how photography has taken him all over the world and how his obedience to God has created so many friendships and so many opportunities. Throughout the episode, you're going to hear the audio cut once or twice, and that's just uh, for the means of protecting a country name, a location that Jaden shares, but nothing to worry about. So now tune in as you hear my conversation with Jaden. Jaden, welcome. I'm glad to have you here today. Thank you. It's so good to be with you. Yeah, I so I I I know I'm I'm excited for our conversation because photography is the deal today. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's opened a lot of doors for you and it's, and it's I am thrilled to hear more about it. So I want to hear to kick us off today. Can you just kind of bring us in to what your role is right now within Pioneers? What what have you been doing lately? Wow. Well, uh, I have the privilege of having a role that um, it, it aligns closely with with my passions, and uh, you know, I have a passion for God that works itself out most significantly through uh, engaging people and making photographs. Uh, my ministry really has three components: to uh, to declare God's glory locally and abroad, uh, to advocate for the unreached, and uh, to engage not yet believers here in my own community. Hmm. Um, yeah, we're really in kind of a, a peculiar season with the pandemic. I, I normally travel frequently to difficult places and uh, capture and share stories of how God is at work through through pioneers. And then those those assets are used to, uh, to catalyze prayer partners and mobilize others and Lord willing to buttress the initiation of church planning movements. Um, man, I've seen some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Pioneers is just like full of some of the most regular, down-to-earth, humble people uh, through uh, through whom God is just doing some really mind-blowing and amazing things. Oh, I love it. Oh, I'm excited to hear everything. I know you've got some stories up your sleeve. And I'm glad that you mentioned um, just being abroad and so and, and throughout the pandemic and, and how God you know, you were able to use your passion even throughout kind of a global crisis. I mean, I feel like, so were you able to stay abroad throughout the whole pandemic um, and just kind of, you know, be able to hear stories and just latch on to people's experiences throughout the whole time? Yes, that's right. Although travel has been significantly limited. Yeah, um, yeah that's What right. an age we live in with connectivity, <laughs> with technology. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. So yeah, those kinds of resources enable continued storytelling around the world. Totally. Well, I want you to take us back because I'm so curious. What got you started in photography? You know, where where did this all begin? Um, and I guess, yeah, I think it's it's good it's good for us to identify that when we like something to almost like claim it as like, oh, I'm passionate about that. So I'm curious, when did photography not just become like a a thing you you were interested in, but it became your passion? Wow. Well, it really started a lifetime ago for me when my, my grandfather passed away. Um, I inherited his camera. It was a, uh, oh, a wow. Pentax K1000. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, wow, I, I just, I never pull it down, put it down. 
it's uh um yeah i i spent a ton on film and it really just kind of kick-started my journey as a photographer and my passion for the craft just grew from there i love that what circa would that have been with this you said buying film and all these things so what yeah, year are we talking here, if I can ask? I, I think the K1000 came out in 72, if I'm not oh, mistaken. But, that's uh, so cool. Yeah, I was just young, a young man. Um, so it was some years later, um, mid-80s Yeah, when okay. I, that came into my hand. Oh, I love it. And using film and, oh, so so can I assume that you also were familiar with like a dark room and how to develop photos Yes, <laughs> and like that's the right. actual practice of photography. That's right. I love that. So um, tell me a bit about then, uh, I guess when you, you know, the, the trade of photography or just the skill of it. So now you're starting to become more familiar with it. And so now can you connect the dots for us of Okay, so where did photography and ministry come into play? Was there like a moment when you realized that photography could take me somewhere or, you know, it could it could take me places and, and perhaps even, you know, obviously when you began to serve God. So was there a moment when you felt like that really happened? Yes, yes, there certainly was. Um, man, God had been working me over for quite some time. And uh, finally, I, I found myself face down on a concrete floor at an Urbana missions conference. Oh, and, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can recall this, the single word, it just like filled my heart and my mind. And, uh, that word was go. Um, I, I didn't know where or how or when, but you know, I came out of that auditorium just determined to find out what my next steps would be. So, uh, outside the auditorium, there's a, like this big convention space. Uh, have you been right. to Urbana? You've so I personally haven't, but Pioneers has gone there for years and, and we've met a lot of people there. So it's cool to hear that you were there too at one point. Right, so yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm kind of familiar with it. Yeah. So there's this huge convention space with, with booths, you know, set up for, with all these sure. different missions agencies. And uh, as I'm walking past one of these booths, I, I overhear this like snippet of conversation. Um, and this young man was talking to a missions agency and he was asking about, about benefits, you know, like healthcare and dental and holidays. And okay. I mean, that just, it just pierced me. I mean, yeah. I know that those things are vital, you know, healthcare is exceedingly important, but here I was all pumped up from this, you know, very emotional experience <laughs> I had just had. Yeah. So I was like, shouldn't things be the other way around? You know, shouldn't we be saying, Hey, what, what can I do for you? Um, rather than what can you do for me? So I decided right there, there and then to act on that you know i walk uh up to one of these booths and i introduced myself i'm like hey i'm Jaden. i'm a photographer how can i serve you and uh it turns out the guy the uh the, the guy that i was talking to was a pilot um he flew with a ministry serving in in south america uh in a place where getting in and in and out of the jungle was either by foot or by a dugout canoe or by one of these planes and um uh, evidently, the the ministry needed some help to you know get the word out about what God was doing down there. Yeah. So he invited me down. So I, I raised some funds uh, to go, and soon I, I literally found myself hanging out of a small aircraft doing some air to air photography. <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, so I'm taking God. photographs of another plane in flight over the Amazon jungle, 
uh, they had literally taken the doors off of the plane so that I could get the best shots. Um, of course, it was safe, right? I mean, they they put some duct tape around the buckle, and I think there was oh, a yeah. bungee cord involved in oh, that yeah. somehow. <laughs> totally but safe. In that moment, I was like, "Yes, it's it's possible. It is possible to do what I'm passionate about in uh, in service of the King." Um, that ministry used those photos for years and years online and in print and. And one of them even actually ended up on the cover of Sesta magazine. It was it was super cool. Whoa. Uh, okay. Wow. I need to back up for a second. Let's recap here. So Jaden goes to conference. Jaden is very moved by the content of the of the conference and feels this urge to uh, serve God. And and the word you heard was go. Yes. And so you went over to a booth and you asked how you could serve. And then you're hanging out of a plane, taking pictures in a remote, you know, <laughs> area in South America, and right. uh, for the glory of God. And and he used those photos. He used the trip. And uh, yeah, wow, <laughs> the progression of this is very stunning. And I'm I'm just thankful for your perspective. I, I think you're right. You know, even when you think about going to a conference, you know, I've been to conferences like that where it's a global kind of initiative and there's all these booths and mm. and it feels kind of overwhelming, right? When you show up to these places and and there's all these people who are ready to potentially send you and could care for you and 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 help you to serve God in a way that is, you know, a blessing and and so for you to go up to a booth and just offer like what can I do for you? I mean, that's a big deal of it as far as just like kind of the what's the protocol when you go to these places? Because I think I can almost relate more to the guy that you heard who was like, all right, what can you do for me? Because I think I would have felt so afraid if I if I just go up to a booth and they wrangle me in, like, how mm. do I know I'm not going to be cared for? You know, I think I was thinking more on the lines of like the security of it, but you were just willing to go. And I, wow, I really admire that. And I'm, I'm thankful for your perspective. Because um, now we have all these incredible stories of how God used your willingness. And you, you know, you even mentioned you, you said it so casually, but I'm sure raising the funds or something like that, obviously it, that takes time. That takes courage um, to be able to ask people to partner with you. And so, um, yeah, can you bring us in now a little bit further into the story of what are some highlights now of like how the door continued to open for how God, you know, you saw God's glory on the field through photography? Wow. That's a, that's a huge question. Um, Hmm. You know, I, I have a sense that uh, regardless of what it is that we do, uh, whether we're a photographer or a nurse or a small business owner or whatever, whatever it is, rather than our skills opening the doors, it's, it's God meeting us in our reliance and our dependence, like hmm. our seeking after him. Those are the times when I've sensed seeing his glory. Hmm. Uh, one project comes to mind that might illustrate that a little bit. Uh, in a country here in Southeast Asia, there's there's an unreached minority people group um, called the Ro, and they're Muslim. Uh, they number less than 800,000, but they have been systematically brutalized. They uh, have been said to be the most persecuted people on the planet, um, the most persecuted people on the planet. Uh, in the years past, you know, many role people seeking to escape violence have scattered to surrounding countries. So a friend of mine, a fellow pioneer who speaks their language, well, he and I set out to find pockets of them in several countries surrounding their homeland. 
Hmm. Uh, we were on the road for 39 days. Um, we wanted to find out where they were to, to pray with them, to encourage them, to, you know, document their lives outside of their home country and then mobilize others to pray and give and, and come minister among this people group. So, well, let me set the stage, <laughs> right? Here's two tall, skinny white guys traveling to very non-touristy destinations in countries where we don't speak the language, looking for refugees, uh, often of the illegal nature, of a particular ethnic group who don't necessarily want to be found. <laughs> My so, word. So what do we do, right? Yeah. Well, right. we prayed. I mean, every morning we pleaded with God and throughout the day, you know, we just called on him, God, lead us. Well, we'd heard that some row people had made their way to a country south of us. Well, I mean, a country is kind of a big place to look, but still, <laughs> yeah. you know, refugees often head to big cities to find work. So we prayerfully decided that we were going to take a ferry to this island city of nearly 2 million people. And honestly, we had no idea where we were going to go once we got off that ferry. Um, so as we're making the crossing, this beautiful little girl, she steps up to the rail to look out over the water. She had on this like striking blue head covering. Mm -hmm. So I kind of you know, pointed at my camera and then pointed at her and kind of gave her the questioning look like, hey, you know, hey, can I take your photo? Yeah, yeah. And she nodded. Yeah, you know, yes, go ahead. So after I took the picture, I, I showed it to her, as I often do. And she said something in a language I didn't understand, but my friend did because this little girl was speaking row. <laughs> no. Of, <laughs> right. Of two million people. Two million. You know, God put a little girl right in front of us. Unreal. Who then took us to her mom, who invited us for dinner, uh, and took us on a bus to her neighborhood where there were like a dozen more row families clustered. Oh, my just, word. Wow. Remarkable. So, you know, coincidence, circumstance, uh, I don't really think so. Yeah. Uh, time and time right. again, God led us that way. You know, there, there was no other way. We were completely reliant on him. Yeah. I love how oh, it's almost like your camera was so disarming because it's like people, I think, are fascinated when they see, see someone have like a tool like that. And then when you show them the photo, it's almost like just a natural bridge. And so, mm. you know, I feel like if a little girl sees someone she doesn't know, maybe her instinct is like, oh, I don't know you. Or, you know, it's like, it's a bit more like, I, I don't know how to engage with you. But the camera was just this natural way of saying, hi, like, nice to meet you. Like, here's, here's your photo. And I don't know, I just feel like that was so... <sighs> so kind of God to give you a tool that would connect you with someone who ended up being a row person Absolutely. and, and then open the door for being able to commune with them and meet her mom. I mean, I just, I just feel like, Oh man, I think of so many ways that people have prayed for open doors like that, or just a natural connection and yeah, a camera who knew that it would be such a, such a bridge. I love that. Um, are there any more stories? I want to hear a million more. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. Uh, you know, in another location uh, on that same trip, we, we headed out into the streets and, uh, you know, we were praying, God, just mm -hmm. set our feet on the path you'd have us take. Yeah. So we're walking along when suddenly my friend falls ill. Now, understand, this, this guy has a cast iron stomach. I mean, he just doesn't get sick, you know, but he had to sit down. So 
we sit down at this bus stop and we see there's a restaurant across the street. So we're like, you know, okay, well, let's just go over there and get a drink, you know, maybe a little food. Perhaps he's just dehydrated. Yeah. So uh, we walk in the door and we sit down and every single server is row. We were completely blown away. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, we did learn that there was some shady business going on. However, these, these guys were housed six men to a room and this tin shed attached out back of the restaurant. Oh my. We know that, you know, some people fleeing violence have their identity documents held by those who would take advantage of them. Uh, oh, wow. We heard the story of one young guy. He wasn't even 18 yet. He had managed to get to the coast of his home country and sped, spent all that he had to catch a boat. Uh, eventually, he reached an island off the coast of another country where he was extorted for even more money. And seriously, they'd they'd have left him for dead. Um, Somehow his uncle was able to like wire a money transfer. And then once on the mainland, they literally bound his arms and legs and stacked him like uh, like cordwood with others in the back of a truck and shipped him across the border to yet a third country where he was enslaved. That's where we met him. Um, Oh, my word. I I need to be brought to speed here. So, you know, a bit of a current events lesson. Is this, I mean, is this very common right now for this people group specifically as they are fleeing and seeking refuge? I mean, is this kind of, as you mentioned, people holding their documents and and Mm. kind of just extorting them for different things? Like, is this terribly common for for this people group? Well, I'm I'm certainly not an expert, but I do have a sense that uh, that people groups uh, globally who are who are fleeing violence uh, on a national level yeah. are, yeah, put in a position where they can be taken advantage of. Um, yeah. yeah, crossing borders uh, without means. Um, yeah, it just puts, puts them at, at at greater risk of being trafficked for sure. Oh, it's heartbreaking. Um, yeah, and you stumbled think- upon a big operation. It sounds like where where this was happening. That's right. There there aren't. There aren't any quick and easy solutions to any of that, right. but um, because the Lord led us specifically to that group of men, uh, my friend was able to connect with a local uh, gospel worker who then went back to that very location to minister to those guys. And in his hands, he held uh, photos that I had taken of them. And he was oh, like, you, okay. do you remember those two crazy Christian guys that came through here? <laughs> yeah, you are not forgotten. Hmm. Uh, so I, I don't know the details of those guys being set free physically, um, but I do know that one of those fellows decided to follow Jesus. He, uh, oh. he began going to an English class at a local church and then to a Bible study. And I've even seen a video of his baptism. I mean, praise God. Just oh, remarkable word. how God connected the dots. Unreal. Oh, I'm so thankful. I, yeah. What a... <laughs> What a powerful story. And it's so heartbreaking. And and God um, has brought life now where it was obviously completely dark, completely dead. And I, yeah, wow, I'm excited to hear about someday, I guess, like getting to meet more, more rogue people who were Absolutely. saved as a result. Um, okay. Can I ask for one more story? I just, I don't want this to end. Do you have any more? (laughs) Yes. Well, you know, some folks that we connected with uh, shared that there may be some row people uh, a short distance off our intended intended route through northern. So we prayed, like, you know, what do you want us to do, Lord? Lead us, you know. Mm. And uh, well, we both sensed that we should go. 
So in India, we boarded a night train. We, we actually had to sign a waiver that said we wouldn't hold the train company liable for banditry. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> right? But we, we made it off the train uh, unscathed, and then we, oh, we hired a taxi to uh, take us out in the middle of nowhere. So when we asked around about row people, um, well, we, we kind of came up dry. So of course, immediately we start thinking like, you know, did we hear you right, God? You know, should, should we not have come? And the taxi driver is sensing our, our hesitancy, our frustration. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to take you to the mountains so you can get some pictures. Or like, no, no, we, we don't actually want to go to the mountains. But the taxi driver kept driving. Well, finally, we convinced him to turn around. And as he slows and begins to do a U-turn, we see these blue tarps off in the distance across a field. And our, our hearts just leapt. We're like, yeah. stop here. Uh, you know, <laughs> you want me to stop here? We're like, yes, yeah, stop right here. And he thought we were crazy. So as we're we're cooking across this field, this handful of row kids run out to meet us. You know, maybe oh, wow. twenty-five row families had built a little a tent village. They were squatters way out in this farmer's field. And uh wow, some just wept at the opportunity to simply share their stories, to oh, wow. uh, to be heard, to be listened to and and prayed for by these two strange men who to them had had literally come out of nowhere you know um, time and time again in every country we were asked why are you here you know how did you find us and there was only one answer that we were simply followers of jesus and the creator god had led us to find them i mean i I may pick up my camera but it is it is god Mm -hmm. who is at work that's right yeah we mentioned earlier, um, even the little girl on the the ferry, um, how you know she was so uh, yeah she, she she was completely comfortable you know with you taking her picture and and it was a way for you to meet her and her mother, and so can you speak more to how you feel like and I agree with you that obviously the Lord is preparing these these friendships these connections mm. that you're making and and there happens to be you know a camera kind of in the middle. Um, but for the sake of our, I guess, our storing here today, um, can you tell us a bit more about how has specifically photography been more of, of a bridge? I guess like as you have then met lots of people around the globe and you want to tell stories, um, how has photography been that disarming tool that has helped you to engage with people where maybe otherwise you wouldn't have um, or you wouldn't have had that opportunity, I guess? Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, a camera as a bridge, it's, it's really such an, an awesome excuse to celebrate the ordinary. So for mm-hmm. instance, uh, I met this woman at a market in, and uh, she could clean and chop a whole chicken in no time flat. I mean, like seriously fast, you know? <laughs> you know, ha- had I attempted it, I'd lose three fingers and drop the knife, right? I mean, she was amazing. Yeah. But I don't think that anyone had ever stopped and celebrated that with her. You know, she was Mm. just the chicken chopping lady. Yeah. But I I shared with her that I just couldn't believe what I was seeing, how quickly and accurately she worked. And and I wanted my friends and family back home to see this. I mean, you know, can I take some shots of you at work? And people know when you mean it, right? You you can't fudge your enthusiasm. Yeah. But the way I see it, she reflects her creator. She's not just a travel snapshot. She's she's a real person with real needs, loved by a real God, and she needs to know that. Um, 
the feeling that comes away, uh, the, the feeling that I have from those kinds of interactions, it's, it's one of a kind. And, uh, you know, sometimes I come away with really amazing inside look photo photographs and, and other times yeah. I don't, but more importantly, I think is it's the picture that I leave with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, what a, it's such a great bridge into those moments using that camera, um, to take an inside look into people's lives, even if it's something as simple as chopping chicken in the market. Oh, it's amazing. I, I love that you use the word, you use the phrase like celebrating their stories and even mm. the most mundane things. And um, when I first started at Pioneers, I was meeting with somebody on the marketing team and they mentioned to me that whenever they take trips around the globe to go meet teams or, you know, go uh, kind of go connect with people who are boots on the ground, like laboring mm -hmm. in these countries and they take photos, they always want to capture people with dignity. So they wouldn't want to, you know, take a photo of someone who is in a, a, a very distressed situation, or um, perhaps, you know, even looking terribly malnourished. I mean, these taking, you know, capturing things that are obviously very real. We can't ignore those things. Obviously, they're they're incredible needs that we have um, among our teams and our and our people. But um, they wanted to bring dignity and celebrate stories of people and capture them in a way that was going to tell their story well. And mm -hmm. so I love that you, I mean, even this woman who was doing what she thought was just her job. I mean, just working hard every day, chopping chicken, but to you, it was, it was so impressive. It was amazing that she was doing that so well. And so for you to stop and, and, and let her just celebrate for a second and, and, I think you're right. People can pick up on if you're just here to sell them something or, you know, obviously people aren't that dense that they can't pick up on, you know, if someone's just not really being genuine. So yeah, I, oh man, I love that story. I, I bet she has never forgot that or she, she knows she never will forget the day that someone stopped and, and saw what she was doing. I've loved these stories, Jaden. These are unreal. Um, and I'm feeling very excited right now for anybody who's listening, who's thinking, Oh, I could do that. Or, you know, or I hope that I that God would send me to do that. And so to kind of, I guess, bring this all to a to a close, I'm wondering how might you encourage someone who's listening today who maybe really wants to engage their passion, or maybe they need to first identify their passion, but mm. um, how might someone consider how they could serve God with what they're passionate about? And not that we always have to have just this remarkable tool or skill, because mm -hmm. obviously not, you, you, we are required to bring nothing to the table to be qualified to serve mm -hmm. God. Like I hope everyone you know who's listening can can hold on to that. But but if there's something that you think could be a natural, you know, passion that you have that you could use, how would you encourage someone to engage that? Well, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not sure that. Yeah, I, I don't think that God expects everyone to go to the mission field. I, I don't. But uh, I, I guess I'd say to those listening, have you ever even asked him? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. seriously, yeah. Have, you, have you asked that question, God, should I go? And, uh, you know, that's not a question just for, for younger people. Um, middle-aged people and older yeah. people. I mean, you you have a lifetime of experience in engineering and construction and keeping your offspring alive. You know, like pick a skill. I mean, there, there's a mission field that could use that that expertise, like yesterday. Yeah. And and a lifetime of experience is life experience. So 
you know, all the young men and women I, I pray that are motivated to consider missions, they're going to need leaders and coaches totally. and mentors, you know? Yeah. Um, we serve an infinitely creative God and there's a place for you in his global plan, right? Mm. Um, fish farmer, there's a place for you. Coffee grower, there's a place for you, you know? seamstress, entrepreneur, robotics professor, doctor, painter, pilot, skater. <laughs> There's a yeah. place for you. I mean, I've seen pioneers passionate about all of those things and uh, using their skills and talents in jungles and megacities and deserts and everywhere in between. Uh, I think one of the most awesome parts about all that too is that we, we don't do things in a vacuum. You know, mm. as I pour out um, my skills and talents, others pour into me. Uh, my sending church and prayer and support team are absolutely vital. Like they share in every story, every victory and, and encounter for God's glory. So yeah, I guess if you're wondering how your mad skills with IT can have an eternal impact or, you know, your passion for uh, midwifery can make a difference among mm. the unreached, be encouraged yeah. to reach out to pioneers. Uh, yeah. There's a place for you. Oh, I'm <laughs> I'm so stunned and excited now to think about all the people who will, um, yeah, consider themselves. And like you said, I agree with that. Um, not everyone is called to go, um, but there is an invitation for everyone to be a part of God's global mission, God's heart for the world. And I think about even the people here in Orlando that that work on my team here. Um, you know, there are CPAs who think. Perhaps I won't go, but man, I would love to be a part of it. I'd love to help. And so, you know, there are CPAs who have committed themselves to helping us with our taxes so that we can be prepared and well-kept and, and, and secure on this end of it so that people are freed up to go. And so I love that even every step of the, you know, the pipeline, like we need people who can fill every role. Um, yeah. So that God's heart, um, his glory would be known among the nations. I mean, like you said, it takes takes everyone. It, it, it uh, the invitation is open. So uh, now I'm actually kind of rethinking more about kind of just your story, Jaden, and how um, yeah, photography has been just the skill that that God has chosen for you to use. And so actually now, uh, can we backtrack just to just for a hot second? And and I'm wondering when you are. Um, on the field, let's say, and you are, uh, you're traveling, you are meeting up with um, perhaps people groups or just people you're meeting, whatever it is. What do you feel like is a good photograph? Like how, what does that mean? Like when you want to capture a moment and take a good photo, what do you think makes a good photograph? Hmm. Wow. That's an, that's an excellent question. Um, it is, uh, you know, I have a sense that that uh, God and His sovereignty just holds every moment in His hand, right? And uh, so I have the privilege of just capturing a slice of that, <laughs> just a slice of the moment that He's made. And uh, so it's beautiful, regardless, you know, because mm -hmm. He He made it. it yeah, it, it has. It's beautiful, regardless. But I'm not drawn to buildings necessarily or landscapes particularly. Although I do love a busy city market, it's it's people and faces mm. and hands, um, people at work particularly, uh, whatever their craft is. Um, I love 
capturing the 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 energy and the emotion of those things. Um, yeah, seeing people at work, and I love faces. So portrait photography and just uh, mm. looking into somebody's eyes. Um, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, to me, these are people that I've met. They're not just uh, nameless travel snapshots. They're real mm, people yeah. with yeah. real struggles uh, who need a real God. And uh, behind every single photograph is a life of stories. <laughs> yeah. So um, by capturing an, an image like that, I, I, I have the, the privilege of uh, using that photograph to invite others to, to lift that person up before a holy God. Um, yeah. So my meager offering turns into something much bigger. That's. I love that. I'm not sure that I've adequately answered your question. No, (laughs) no, I, I, I'm tracking. I really am tracking. I, um, I agree. I think that there are people who kind of run in different lanes, right? Like, like I, I can picture people who love capturing the architecture of an old city that they're visiting, or mm. they want to be able to capture um, a cityscape or something just to be able to see even, I don't know, I think that's an incredible way to capture just God's creativity and, and the beauty of the world and, and what God has done. And um, so for you to be specifically wanting to capture people and stories and faces and eyes and hands, I think that just is, it's the same story, just a little different. Like it's just, it's telling a different part of their story of, of mm-hmm. what God is doing around the world. And so I think that's incredible. Um, and yeah, Wow. Um, is there a place that people can see more of your work? I mean, it, it, do you, do you have like, you mentioned long ago, there was like a magazine, you know, where this is, but is there a way people can see these photos even through pioneers? Like, are these shared somewhere? Yes, absolutely. Actually, um, the work of my hands is shared through pioneers global network on, um, uh, all of the websites. So, uh, you'll see a lot of my work at pioneers.org, pioneers.ca, the New Zealand and Australia websites as well. On Instagram, any of the Pioneers accounts on Instagram feature a lot of my work. Uh, So in print and online as well. Um, Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty fantastic, actually. That's so (laughs) cool. Now people are just scrolling. Yeah, and they come across Pioneers and they see a photo, perhaps they'll think, oh, maybe that's Jaden. <laughs> maybe maybe Jaden <laughs> captured that. I love that. People are going to have a, a name now to put towards what they see when they come across Pioneers Media. I love that. Um, I have a question now that I'm thinking more about like just your, your relationship and your connection with people that are essentially at first strangers and then perhaps become friends You know, after mm. you, you engage with them. But has anybody ever been like angry or, or, or perhaps not very welcoming to you capturing them or responded like just maybe how you didn't think they would. Hmm. I have had a uh, very few, uh, very few times, uh, when I, I wasn't yeah, warmly welcomed when, when taking a photograph, I, I've, I've grown pretty, pretty astute at reading the room. Uh, sure. I do yeah. recall, however, uh, one time in in uh, uh, in a nation just north of me, where I was uh, uh, <laughs> was going to take a photograph of a witch doctor, and uh, they cursed me. Oh my gosh! <laughs> they were they were not happy. 
to oh, uh, to have wow. their photograph taken. Sure. Uh, so yeah, that that was <laughs> that was probably one of the most negative reactions. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Sure. Good to know for anyone moving forward. Always, yeah. always double check <laughs> with the witch doctors before you you tap Absolutely. in. Absolutely. That's incredible. And I guess that's just a good, uh, you know, disclaimer in general. Obviously, when we're new to a country, we're new to a people, perhaps it isn't always appropriate for us just to insert ourselves or, you know, like just walk up to people and, you know, get right in their face. Obviously, there's going to be tons of nuance and, and ways to practice like cultural relevance and like what's appropriate in this country and things like that. So I guess I'm, I'm encouraging anyone listening today do your research, like, like come prepared so that you perhaps don't just use your camera like as a weapon and, and just dive into people's lives and perhaps it, it isn't appropriate. So I guess that is like a, a good little asterisk above this conversation. <laughs> like you said, you've learned a lot about it. You've, you've learned to read the room and you've learned to read the culture and, and when is it appropriate? How can you engage? So yeah, I guess every, every skill that we have takes some, takes some boundary as well, but um Certainly. Jaden, I'm thrilled for these stories. Thank you for taking the time to share them. Um, I do pray that God continues to bless them and, and multiply your efforts because, like you said, perhaps as you travel and you meet, you know, teams that are serving in the field, and you begin to capture photos and tell stories, that it's almost like then you would have a chance to help someone like meet a, a, a local believer so that you aren't just blazing through the world, you know, with no sense of like connection or, or being able to leave like um, uh, a resource for somebody. And so I love that you're able to do so. I mean, you know, connect someone with, with someone in the area that they really could continue to do life with and, and the gospel Absolutely. can go forward to them. So I love that your work is intentional and I pray that it continues to be so. And, and that we can somewhat continue to follow your story by just seeing the photos and the work um, coming through like, the Pioneer's websites and, and photos there. So thank you for, for your work and your story. We're really thankful to hear it. My pleasure. Great to join you today. I hope you all enjoyed that episode with Jaden as much as I did. Are you interested in going overseas but aren't quite sure where to go or how your giftings might fit on the mission field? Well, we have a quiz for you. Take our next steps quiz specifically created to help you dream about what your future missions could look like. You can find it at pioneers.org slash next steps or by clicking on the link in our show notes. That was pioneers.org slash next steps. Happy quizzing.